0: Today we're discussing page 16 of The Revenge of Kang, and thank God we are at the end of the NPC section. Once again, this page is full of spoilers. I just can't tell you a thing about who's on this page, and I think it unlikely that we're going to revisit this later. These characters probably are going to continue to not bear discussion. So because it is the last of the spoiler pages, let's wrap up our look at the West Coast Avengers with the most glaring absence from this adventure series, for my money, Mockingbird. Mockingbird is really at the heart of the West Coast Avengers. She's a founding member of the team. If Hawkeye is the defining West Coast Avenger, at least in this incarnation, she's kind of a package deal with him since they were together when they started the team. When you think West Coast Avenger, you think Mockingbird. I was very surprised to see her absent from this adventure series when I started to read it. So I feel a little like I'm writing a wrong here today, bringing her into the discussion. Bobby Morse, uh, the Advanced Judges book, has her name right now as Barbara Morse Barton. That's Hawkeye's last name. I don't know whether they were still together at this time, or whether maybe they had broken up. But she kept the name at this point. But you're probably going to hear me call her Bobby Morse because that's how I think of her. She doesn't need to have Hawkeye attached to her at all times for no reason. She's not the Avengers. Bobby Morse actually debuted way the hell back in Astonishing Tales number six in 1971, which, believe it or not, was a Kazar comic. Uh, Kazar is Marvel's pretty much Tarzan ripoff. He lives in the Savage Land, which is a special zone on Marvel Earth that's allowed to have dinosaurs so that people can have pulp jungle adventures there. She initially showed up as just a biologist, Dr. Bobby Morse. She does have a doctorate, and she got involved with Khazar in the Savage Land. They had all kinds of adventures together. Her story also intersects Man-Thing, so she was this sort of side character. What came out over the course of her run in Khazar, though, is that while she is a biologist, she was recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D. right after she got out of school. So she's a secret agent whose actions as biologist Dr. Bobby Morse in the Savage Land have been secretly part of S.H.I.E.L.D. operations. So she is a trained spy, and her talents reflect this. She has, quote, biology, law enforcement, and detective-slash-espionage skills. Uh, and it also says that she has, quote, acrobatics, martial arts BNC. Uh, and then it goes on to say that she's a weapons specialist with her battle staves, which we'll get to in a minute. But anyway, so once she's done all the spy stuff with Kazar then she's sort of smartened up to the fact that there's corruption inside S.H.I.E.L.D. So she drops out of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she takes on a costumed identity as Huntress so that she can participate in a secret operation to re-infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D., which she used to work for, to root out the corruption there. Then after that's been resolved, she goes to work for Nick Fury. While she's working with Nick Fury, she gets the nickname Mockingbird, and so that's where the superhero name comes from. And she gets this costume, she gets this superhero look, her battle staves, then... By the time that she runs into Hawkeye for the first time, she's a a free agent just doing freelance work. She's left shield and she meets Hawkeye when she's investigating this company that she's investigating because they're evildoers and he is cluelessly working for, which is just like their relationship up and down. So they fight, then they work together, then they fight again under the influence of mind control. And then by the end of the limited series, they're in a bubble bath together because Hawkeye knows he's got to move fast. I'm sure his experiences with women in the past have taught him if they meet me and they think I'm cute, I've got like 72 hours to close the deal. Any longer than that, and they're going to realize that I am, in fact, me. So this time, he acted fast enough, they got married. Then once she's married to Hawkeye, then when Hawkeye becomes the chairman of the new West Coast Avengers, he naturally brings her onto the team. So through really like a random series of twists and turns from comic book series to comic book series, she goes from being biologist side character to agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. to secret double agent against S.H.I.E.L.D., to CIA agent working for Nick Fury, to freelance agent, to founding member of an Avengers team. And she's accomplished all of this while being mechanically pretty unimpressive. Fighting excellent, agility excellent, strength typical, endurance good, reason excellent, intuition typical, psyche typical. We talked back in all this in World War II about how those German commandos have better stats than she does, and their stats are definitely too high, but part of the problem is Mockingbird. Her stats are too low. Notably, intuition. I mean. She was a spy for S.H.I.E.L.D., and then she realized that S.H.I.E.L.D. were the bad guys, so she left, and then she came back to be a spy in S.H.I.E.L.D. She's had multiple occasions where she's been assigned to get into relationships with people, to ferret out their secrets. That doesn't sound like someone whose intuition is one rank higher than the fucking crows are. And likewise, her strength. I mentioned those battle staves before. Very silly weapons. We talked about them a little earlier in the season. There are these two little metal sticks. She fights with them. She bops people with them. She has them in little uh, spring-loaded ejectors under her forearms. So when she needs them, she can pop them out. And also, if she wants, she can just point her whole arm at somebody and just use the spring mechanism to just shoot them out at people and just bonk them right in the chest or the face. And the thing that makes these staves unique is that she can attach them one to the other and turn them into a a big eight-foot-long vaulting pole that she can use to pole vault, to, to do vaulting leaps. Maybe I'm an exceptionally feeble individual, I don't know, but I definitely could not just go out tomorrow and start doing routine tactical pole vaulting. I do not have that strength, so if that's typical, I'm way behind. Uh, other than the battle staves and her very modest attributes, Mockingbird has her body armor. Quote, Mockingbird's costume is made of Kevlar armor backed by woven beta cloth. It provides excellent protection from physical attacks and good resistance to fire. So. That's, I mean, that's great. It's good for her. Certainly, it's better than not wearing fireproof, super prototype Kevlar. If you look at Mockingbird's costume, though, and I'll put a picture of it on the visual companion over at patreon.com slash megadumbcast, if you check out that post, it'll be public for everyone, or you could just Google Mockingbird, although you'll need to make sure you're seeing her 1980s costume. In her commendable enthusiasm for protecting her vital organs, she seems to have forgotten that bullets and open flames can also affect legs. Uh, She has 100% bare legs. Uh, The picture I'm looking at here, I I can see the curve of the butt. So God forbid that she goes up against Pyro or somebody, a fire-based supervillain, and actually gets trapped in an inferno and dies. It's going to be a tragedy, but she is going to leave the most ridiculous corpse, no legs, upper half of a butt, and then a pristine upper body and arms with no head because she also has long sleeves on this thing. Uh, The the area of coverage is basically like a one-piece swimsuit. And then long sleeves. And not just long sleeves, but like long flowing wizard sleeves. So if her legs are bare because of her um, mobility needs, if it's for like flexibility, she needs to be unencumbered, then the flowing wizard sleeves are an odd choice. And I I know they're there partly to conceal the spring-loaded baton launchers, which they do, but if the idea is to get the drop on people, you know. If you see a superhero with bare ass legs and giant flowing sleeves you're going to be suspicious. You can pretty well guess. That's a giveaway. You can't not notice. Even a regular person. Like if I saw a celebrity on a red carpet wearing an outfit like this, anytime, bare legs, thoroughly covered arms, my first thought will be, oh, there's something fucked up about your arms. I wonder what it is. Why are your arms wearing turtlenecks? Do you have hickeys on your wrists? I I don't like to draw attention with the way that I dress, but if I had hickeys on my wrists and like my forearms, I might wear wizard sleeves if I had to. I would not want anyone knowing about or imagining that weird make out, especially if they know that I'm dating Hawkeye. I've got enough shame in my life. Anyway, that's it for Mockingbird. She's great. She's fine. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with Mockingbird. She's an ex-member of S.H.I.E.L.D., very versatile, and just like, it's weird for her not to be in anything featuring the West Coast Avengers of this era. I'm not sure why she's not in this adventure series. I have two guesses. One is that someone in the creative process here felt that three female player character options was too many, based on like, the demographics of gaming at the time and their perception of those demographics. Maybe that old bullshit about how women will play men, but men don't want to play women. So that could be it. Maybe they just felt that Scarlet Witch and Tigra were the stronger choices and they had a two-woman quota. The other possibility, more disturbingly, is that they knew they were going to have an Old West adventure and they thought, well, we can we can hardly cut this shithead phantom rider from the adventure and we don't want to broach this whole thing that happened with Mockingbird in the comics. So maybe let's just have all the men in that situation just stick around, and then we'll take Mockingbird out and just leave her out of the adventure series so that we don't have to think or talk about it. That is not only a wrong decision, but a bad decision. Uh, Phantom Rider added nothing to Weird Weird West. Bobby Morse is an essential part of the 1980s West Coast Avengers experience. You, you've got to have Mockingbird, and she would be fun to play. You get spy skills, you get to pole vault, and this stuff all seems to take place in 1989, the worst year in the lives of the West Coast Avengers. So since this is happening at that time, you could even play out the fantasy of breaking up with Hawkeye, and then the aftermath of being his justifiably bitter ex. Think of all the mean shit you could say about Hawkeye under the influence of the mind probe. That would be unbelievable. They would have to drag me out of that mind probe. So overall, Bobby Morse, she's great, and she should have been here. I'm very glad that we got to her, because this is the last day, at least for a while, of talking about West Coast Avengers. We're finished with the NPC section. So join me tomorrow when our time travel adventure begins with an introductory scene of the usual quality on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big Megasode on the top secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Mega on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics, whose work you can find at SoundCloud.com slash Astrometrics